Good morning, 737 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's a Pensacola Morning News. Uh, sheriff Chip Simmons is on the line with us, Iskambi County Sheriff. Sheriff, welcome back to the show, sir. Uh, good morning, Andrew. How are you? Um, I, a little sick, so I told you not to come in the studio today because <laughs> I didn't want to get you sick. Um, you know, it's just a cold. It's not anything else, but still, you know, why pass on the uh, the joy? Um, we, we've had a thing happen just overnight, an attempted armed robbery. Is that right? Uh, yeah, we had uh, an attempted, well, we had an armed robbery. It wasn't attempted. Um, and it took place last night, um, and it happened at the Chevron, or also known as Snappy Foods on Pine Forest Road. Uh, a black male enters, a, enters wearing all black, uh, produced a handgun, and he robbed the store. And we believe it's the same person that actually robbed the Circle K on last Tuesday. Oh, That Circle K is on Mobile Highway. So if anyone has information on who this could be, uh, please let us know. We'll likely put a picture uh, from last night's robbery out on our Facebook page. Again, it's, it's it may not be the best picture, but someone may know, uh, you know, some of the clothing. Someone may know some of the mannerisms that can give us a call. So, single black male using a handgun, uh, Mobile Highway Circle K, and the armed robbery at the Chevron on Pine Forest. Um, that's who you're looking for, right? That's correct. All right. Uh, we also had, and you did a press conference. I was on vacation, so I did not watch the press conference, but you did a press conference last week in connection with the double stabbing on Fairfield. Is that right? Uh, that's correct. We had been looking for uh, Ramon, Rondo Rubin, uh, Rubin's his last name. We did, uh, well, we got a report, actually, that he had stabbed uh, a woman and her 18-year-old son, and her 18-year-old son, if, if, if you recall, or those who are listening can recall, had about 15 stab wounds. Hmm. Uh, we have been looking for him for a long time. And then on uh, on Friday, we get a call that he is at the uh, bus station. I, I remember listening to the radio thinking, there's no way he's going to be at sitting at a bus stop um, right next to the sheriff's office. And as I pull in, all of our deputies there, obviously, and sure enough, it was him. So uh, someone called wow. 911. They recognized him from all the information and, and the publicity that we had had put out, and uh, he's incarcerated, and so that's a good thing. Well, I, I don't know whether to chalk that up to, um, you know, hide in plain sight where nobody would look for you next to the, the police station, next to the sheriff's station, or uh, just being dumb. But either way, you know, I'm glad that he's in custody, and that is such a random thing that you managed to But good news that somebody saw the picture and turned him in, which that's the way that stuff's supposed to work, right? Yeah, you know, I had been mentioning my hope was that no one wanted to help him. You know, my hope is that he couldn't get a ride from someone else because they, A, they knew, you know, that he was one, and B, they didn't want to be part of, of perhaps, you know, committing a crime themselves. Right. Because as, as we mentioned a lot, if, if you're helping a fugitive or if you're, you're providing any assistance that might hinder our apprehension, uh, then, then we're looking at possibly charging you with that, with that crime as well. Um, so, again, my hope is that he had to take a bus because no one would give him a ride. Uh, either way, uh, we certainly appreciate the you know the phone call, and and we're glad that he is he's in jail and have to answer for his crimes. You know, um, one of the other things I wanted to ask you about was we had a deputy from Okaloosa County, Ray Hamilton, who wound up getting killed in the line of duty. Terrible incident. It could have been even worse based on the things that I have read about the person who shot him. But um, you, you know, it is very common for you, Santa Rosa County, also to be involved in. Uh, the procession, the funeral service, uh, honor guard. Were you guys involved in this particular case? Uh, we were involved. Obviously, that's a, that's just an unspeakable tragedy. 
I talked to uh, Sheriff Aiden over in Oklahoma County, and, and obviously they've been having a rough time, a rough rough week or two. Um, we were involved in helping with the escort, the body here to the, uh, to the medical examiner's office here in Pensacola, and then we were involved in helping escort the body back. Our honor guard always does a great job. They were part of the rotation during the funeral service. Um, and obviously, we had we had a lot of members of our agency attend the funeral. So, just a just a terrible, terribly tragic. And by everything that I have heard about Deputy Hamilton, he was just he was just a wonderful, uh, you know, public servant. Not long in the sheriff's office, a rising star. It seemed like, and when when I one account that I read seemed to indicate that he was behind a fence when he was maybe on the perimeter of the scene, and that's how he got shot. And you know, the fence doesn't provide an awful lot of cover. But um, it, it made me think about the value of having secure spaces, like having these surplus military vehicles that can shield you. Uh, and, you know, it's not, not that that would have prevented anything or not anything like that, but it just it made me think about all the people who say, well, why would police, why would sheriffs need things like that? When the answer is because it can save lives, right? I would think that the people that say that aren't the ones that have to go up to a door or aren't the ones that have to go into a window or aren't the ones that have to apprehend a, a, you know, a violent suspect. So, yeah, we, we do have that. Uh, you know, we don't typically talk about all of the uh, equipment that we have, but I think it's no secret that we have a uh, what we call Bearcat, but an armored vehicle, and we also have a what we call a Rook, which is a, a little bit of like a Bobcat type thing that also has uh, some body armor attached to it. So, uh, again, uh, these things can be dangerous. I think that this is just a reminder that, uh, on any given day, a law enforcement officer can be asked to, to do something that puts their lives in, in harm's way. And, and again, I, I, I thank God every day that we still have men and women that are willing to do that job. Absolutely. And does it, I, I just don't know. I, I imagine that it does, you said it affected the Okaloosa Sheriff's Department. I would imagine for Santa Rosa, for you guys, for PPD, that it's, it's, a, very, it's a very sobering thing to be reminded so viscerally that at any point, under any circumstance, on any given day, this can be what happens to any one of you. Yeah, you know, you, you put yourself in, in that situation. And any of us that have been in law enforcement for a period of time, and, and I've been law enforcement for 38 years now, and, and, and you've, I've been a member of the SWAT team for well over a dozen years, and, and it, you, you think about the, you know, some calls you've been on and how that could have been you and how you don't know what this person that's inside the house or inside a car, or, or you know, even in a wooded area, you know, you don't know what they're thinking, and 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 you understand that that's that's the risk that you take when you when you put that star on your chest. Um, that's the risk that you take when you raise your right hand and you and you swear and you give the oath. Um, again, I I just think it's it's difficult sometimes to to comprehend when it's one of your own. You know, when when you're that close to somebody, someone that you know, their family, someone you work with every day, and and then it's it's just. Uh, you know, extra tragic whenever it's an individual just trying to serve the community while it happens. Absolutely. We're talking to Sheriff Chip Simmons. Sheriff, hang on for me for just one second. I had one other thing I wanted to ask you about. Let's get Candy in here with Traffic on the Fives. And watching a disabled vehicle. It's blocking traffic on the Pensacola side of Three Mile Bridge to Gulf Breeze. Looks very slow on Bayfront right now. And uh, certainly watch for your usual areas of congestion. If you have traffic tips, text 437-1620. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Uh, Sheriff, I wanted to ask you, uh, how did New Year's Eve go in general for the department? I know Santa Rosa seemed to have, like, uh, just an explosion of problems right on New Year's Day. Um, did you have very many or drunk driving, too much of that? 
Uh, you know, we we didn't get too many reports of that. A lot of some of those drunk driving reports would have gone to the Florida Highway Patrol. Sure, uh, but we didn't get uh, anything that is out of the ordinary. I, I looked at our uh, the list of unusual reports that we get, um, and there was just some. I mean, it was a, it was a busy night. Obviously, we got some complaints about fireworks, um, but there really wasn't that wasn't that much to uh, to talk about. Yeah, I know. I saw a lot of fireworks just driving home. <laughs> you know, when I was on the highway, I saw a lot of people. You know, I do not think that these were civic-produced uh, fireworks events, but, you know, they were entertaining on the way home. Uh, last thing I wanted to just ask you about is and you know, this um, domestic homicide, domestic violence homicide that took place uh, in Santa Rosa County. It, look, she used to work for you. She was a, a cadet. To me, I don't really think that there's much of a value in that, but it has been associated with your organization many times, and the headline is always, you know, former Escambia County Sheriff's Office employee. Um, so I just wanted to give you a chance to comment, if you want to, on uh, the Chloe Davidson arrest. Um, like I said, when I read it, it did, you know, it's I mean, people used to work for us and get into trouble, and people used to work for Navy Federal and get into trouble. It just doesn't, I, I don't know the value of mentioning that, but I guess because it's law enforcement, people think there's a connection. So if you want to comment on it, feel free. Well, I mean, obviously, it's very tragic. I've been talking uh, over the last couple of years, really, about some of the domestic violence, uh, you know, uh, homicides that we've had. I believe one third, a full one third of our homicides are domestic violence related. And we talked about that at the, the, the violence, the gun violence roundtable that we had, you know, late last year. And, and, and I, I detailed this is what we're seeing with regards to homicides. Two thirds of them are drug uh, money related. And one third of them are domestic violence. So, so how do you foresee the domestic violence aspect? How can you be in every home? How do you understand uh, when someone might, you know, might snap? And I don't know all the circumstances surrounding this one. Yeah. Uh, I, I can confirm that she was a cadet and that um, she was uh, running through our field training program, and it became apparent to uh, to everyone involved that she was not. She did not have what it took to be a, a Scammy County Sheriff's deputy. And we had that conversation with her. And, um, you know, she, she was not passing and she, and she resigned. This has been several months ago. And as I understand, she already was reemployed. Uh, but, again, it's, it's very tragic. Uh, uh, it's, it's certainly a conversation to be had about the domestic violence and finding ways to maybe pre- prevent this type of, uh, of, a, of a hardship. No, I, I agree with that. And even, you know, I, I think to some degree, um, if it were meant to reflect upon you guys, the, the fact that you had made the observation that she really wasn't, uh, you know, sheriff's office material, um, that, that more speaks for your screening and selection process in favor of it, you know, maybe if anything. But it's like you said, the domestic violence is such an erratic, unpredictable, sudden thing. You never know what's going on in somebody's life. And it, it's just it affects so many people in such an unpredictable way that it's very hard to police against. So I appreciate that. Uh, Sheriff Simmons, always good to have you on the show. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks so much. And uh, happy new year, by the way. <laughs> happy new year. Thanks. I'll take care. All right. 749 here on news radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay.